Fringe Radio, your trusted source for the paranormal, conspiracy theory, and true crime. It's time to play a game, but first enjoy this episode of Dark Fringe Radio. Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. And welcome to another edition of Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, and thank you for joining us for another episode of DFR. Jay, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Happy anniversary, my brother from another. How are you doing this evening? Happy anniversary. No, thank you so much, Jay. Very good. Doing very good. How are you doing, bro? Everything good with you? I am fantastic on this wonderful celebratory evening. Absolutely. Six years, Jay. Six Six years. Six years. Six years. That's how they say it in Spanglish. (laughs) Something like that. Something like like that. that. uh, Well, Jay, uh, can you uh, just let everybody know if they don't know already? where they can find all of our episodes and all our information of Dark Fringe Radio. Well, if you're new to the Dark Fringe Radio, welcome, welcome, welcome. Please like, star, and respond on YouTube. That's where you can watch all of our content. That's a great place to see it. You can also get it straight from the uh, straight from the source at darkfringeradio.com, or we have now been added to something really new and exciting. You can get all of our podcast content on speaker as well as all major podcast outlets. That speaker is going to have everything. It's going to be great. It's going to be, that's the place to go. You're going to have a wonderful experience there. It's going to be very organized that way. Uh, be on the lookout for that. Speaker is the place, plus your all mad major podcast platforms. There you go. So Jay had a right speaker. Go ahead and go there. Check it out and uh, make sure you uh, download all our stuff from there. And if not, our website, darkfringeradio.com. And uh, that's where you can find all our stuff. So Jay, uh, let's jump into it tonight. Uh, you ready for some Dark Fringe news? Always. All right. Let's get into some Dark Fringe news. For 15 years, I've been trying to teach you how to write a lead. Do I have to do everything myself? Get the story? Write the story? No. We'll do it live! Fuck it! <laughs> I was looking at the James Favorite. Brown wig. Agro. Fucking thing sucks! <laughs> That's your kind of thing, Maria. You love to it yourself. Sometimes, yeah. I, I can. Take <laughs> That always gets me right there. That one. Right there. Say, I do not think the story had much validity. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jay, uh, let's get ready for Dark Fringe News. Uh, tonight, um, I had a kind of um, interesting story coming out of Arizona. Uh, the top headline story for tonight, conspiracy theorist that cries dinosaur statue outside McDonald's in Arizona. Okay. So let's get into this head first. So a McDonald's restaurant in Arizona found itself at the target of an agitated conspiracy theorist who took issue with him having a massive dinosaur statue in front of the building because he contends, Jay, such creatures never existed. The bizarre dispute reportedly began last month when a man named Josh Brown took to the Facebook group called Christians Against Dinosaurs to express his concern about the huge Tyrannosaurus Rex, which sits outside the establishment in Tucson. <laughs> um, oh, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey, wow, okay. Right? I'm oh, sorry. Crap. 
Speeps, peeps, peeps. Let's bring all that back. Yeah. So there's a dinosaur out in front of this this uh, <laughs> McDonald's. Right. In Tucson, uh, Arizona. In Tucson, Arizona. Correct. <clears throat> there's a society yes. for Christians against dinosaurs. There is a Facebook group called Christians Against Dinosaurs, which expresses its concerns about the huge Tyrannosaurus Rex. <clears throat> Okay. So those people need to get a life. Because uh, even... If, okay, so let's say dinosaurs didn't exist as if we didn't have that kind of evidence. Right. I wonder if these guys believe in... I bet money they believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, I they, bet they, they believe in the, the UFOs, Bigfoot. aliens, everything, right? Bigfoot. I mean, okay, listen. Well, so... The, aliens, we gotta, we gotta leave that stuff out now. Yeah, that's right. We actually... Yeah, that's we not far-fetched. That's Apparently that anymore. shit's that shit's real. Yeah. Now the, gov- the government's right. like, oh yeah, so aliens. Yeah, Slenderman. Let's Do you go see Slenderman. this over here? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go Slenderman then. How about let's that? Go Slenderman. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> add that in now. 2023. We're updating, right. guys. Yeah. So, but you you have this this group that is against this Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's in front of McDonald's. Yes. That I'm sorry, isn't the mayor of McDonald's just like a big purple cush? <laughs> you would think, right? Well, he goes on to say, right, you would think, but he goes on to say, uh, and he posts, please help. This McDonald's has this dinosaur and refuses to remove it, he declared, urging group members to call call the manager and demand to be removal of this blasphemy. Uh, Brown, it would appear, is a believer in the obscure but still real conspiracy theory that dinosaurs did not exist and that the creatures are actually a creation of the nefarious forces intent on misleading the public about the true history of this planet. Interesting, Jay. Uh, While some suspected that the Facebook post was some kind of clever satirical message, it turns out that it was not. The case was a local media outlet tracked down the man behind the post, and he confirmed that it was genuine. So uh, he also goes on to say, Jay, it seems to me that every dinosaur story and display or dinosaur-themed event is furthering the myth that the Earth is much older than the Bible says it is, he explained. The dinosaurs should, good, should go unless they're willing to compromise with the plague of some kind, stating that it is a fictional character for their part. No, that's what he says, a fictional character. For their part, McDonald's, at the center of the conspiracy, say that despite Brown's best efforts, they have yet to receive any complaints about the dinosaur statue other than his Facebook post and have no plans to remove it. Yeah. So yeah. he's cuckoo cachoo. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all about um, belief and faith and things of that nature. Although I was right. telling the story about me getting kicked out of a church youth group <clears throat> just <laughs> this evening at dinner. So, but come on, man. Even if, it, let's say it's, they weren't real, which they were but let's say they weren't, which they were. <laughs> right. Come, kids, man. Kids like dinosaurs. Leave, leave the kids to dinosaurs. Don't wreck their day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't wreck their day. Oh, that's great. Don't wreck their like day. That. Hey, that's yeah, nice. thanks. thanks. Ironically, Jay, it would seem that Brown's post backfired in a really big way for him as he now claims that it's causing uh, to him to become the target of all manner of online harassment for people who, quote unquote, spew insults and threats. Adding insult to injury, the conspiracy theorist also revealed that he has been ousted from the Facebook group that he, where the whole thing began. So where he started this whole thing, they already kicked him out. 
suggesting that the administrators of the page did not take too kindly of his form of activism, of course. So, Jay, very interesting story out of Tucson, Arizona. Conspiracy theories go crazy, huh? He went cuckoo, huh? I Come on, man. What do you have against dinosaurs? <laughs> I on, mean, bro. I've heard that conspiracy theory. I completely shot it down, but, you know. I yeah, would hope I, so, William. Yeah, I would hope yeah, so. yeah, yeah, no. You know, because, you know, when you're in this thing and you we've been doing this podcast for six years, Jay, so we run into all kinds of crazy shit, right? Yes, I've, we have. I've interviewed people talking about flat earth, knowing goddamn well that <laughs> the earth is round. But, so you know, lucky I wasn't on that one. <laughs> I know, right? But, you know, so lucky. things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? So Bigfoot. We talk about a big wheel. That Do your research. Whew, Bigfoot. Wow. That one was tough. <sighs> but nonetheless... Kicking you know, we talk about all these different things and, you know, I see all these fringe stuff come through. And this is one of these things I've seen before. And when I've seen it, I'm just like, are you guys just nuts? I mean, like, there's collections of this stuff. I, if anything, I believe more on the other side of conspiracy where there's like giants that we've roamed the earth here and that signed, you know, like, I think maybe the, you know, some of these museums may be hiding some of those bones. But, you know, on top of that, hey, that's another conspiracy theory. We'll get into that some other time. But yeah, Jay. Uh, how about this interesting story from Tucson, Arizona? Well, I'll tell you what. It, it definitely did not have enough bones to stand on. <laughs> uh, it, it really was clawing at no, dirt. Yeah. It didn't oh, have a whole at, lot of... Look at look at look at look at. <laughs> yeah, it was shit. That guy's nuts. I'm, so, I'm glad crazy. that the, the, the clan of crazies kicked out that guy because he's too crazy. That's Christians what that against dinosaurs. Yeah. Hey, hey we, we believe in Jesus... We don't we don't believe in Barney. No. That guy, he's fucked. <clears throat> yeah. He's That's what they're saying. No. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh Jay, I thought that was a great story for uh <laughs> Dark Fringe News. Uh, which uh it's gonna bring us to our next one here, Jay. Uh what the Florida man. You ready for some what that Florida man? Yeah, man. Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. Could you imagine how high that you would have to be to say that there was a caterpillar smoking a hookah, telling him to do stuff. Did I ever tell you, William, that I knew a guy in high school that wrestled <laughs> yeah. in a tournament after dropping two tabs of acid? Wow. Let's go on. Allegedly. That's Florida. And calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him. And he says Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. Holy shit, man. Like they were going to find cocaine in the Cookie Monster doll, for real? Of course you're going to find cocaine. Do? I mean, of come course. on, man. Come on, man. Jay, what cookie. do you have for us this week? Right, cookie. <laughs> cocaine. Cookie. Cocaine. Yeah, Cocaina. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have just week for us for what the Florida man, Jay? Florida mom oh. uses her three children, one of oh. whom has autism, to oh, steal no. merchandise, according to deputies. Oh no. Nah. Not good. Brevard County. 
where it all starts. A lot of these do seem to have happen around Brevard, and that's and that funny. Yeah. I'm not trying to shit on Brevard. This does just happen to be a thing. It matches Brevard. This just happened to Brevard. So a Florida woman was arrested after using her three children, one of whom has autism, to steal merchandise from a local Walmart. Have you say? Oh no, Katrina. Latoya Singleton, 37, is facing charges of child neglect without bodily harm, causing a child to commit an act of delinquency through intimidation, petty theft, breaking, and entering. Wow. Right. This story. This sounds like there's a lot of going on in this story. You don't get all those charges for nothing, Jay. Come on. Yeah. It gets good. It gets good, right? According to deputies, Singleton took her three children to the Walmart in Vieira, Florida to steal merchandise. Surveillance footage shows Singleton directing her kids to steal merchandise and shopping carts for the men's, women's, and children's apparel sections. Wow. They said her 10-year-old child, who has autism, was heading out with a shopping cart when they stopped her at the door. Mm. The deputies said a few minutes later, the child came out of the store to tell her mother that they had stopped her. Uh, The children were calling for the mother. Uh, They were going outside as deputies. The children were, were there with the deputies, looking at the mom. And the mom, instead of going to deputies, what did she do? She left. Oh, of course. Wow. So she just left the kids there, but just abandoned them. Left them, left them with the deputies, just in her car. Uh, wow. And a arrest warrant was, was issued for Singleton, where she was shortly arrested after and taken to jail. On, only on $8,000 bail. You taught that's your nothing. kids That's nothing. That's to... $800, bucks really, because nothing. that's probably at the base, 10%. Nothing. Me how I know that, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's nothing. We all have a past, William. I do. We all have a past. We all have a past. Yeah. Yeah. But what a a crazy story. (laughs) My past. (laughs) Coming back. You can't do that to me in my old age, man. (laughs) Give me a heart attack. Okay. I gotta take it to some one of those. What do they call it? (laughs) What pill is it? Uh, I forgot yeah. a nitro a nitroglycerin pill. <laughs> nitroglycerin, yeah. there you go. Nitro pill, yeah, like the ones that yeah. uh, Carol Shelby drove with. He won Le Mans or something right. like that with one under his tongue. Yeah, crazy motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what a great story. Mother wow. of the year takes the three kids, one who is autistic, tells them oh. how to steal, and then when they get caught, and they go, "Hey, that's our mom." She's like, "I don't know you." <laughs> So what do you think of this situation? Do you think this situation, thank God for the kids? And I mean, thank God that nothing happened to anybody, first off. You know, serious? Number one. And then number two, thank God this situation kind of happened because now these kids are not going to be under this fucking, you know, whatever they were I, under. You I, know what I mean? I hope With the mom. So. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, man. Uh, that's that's the that's the downside, right? We, we do right. live in the wild, wild west here in Florida. and Of course. Sometimes those systems and those fail states fail the children. And that's really what I personally think find to be sad. So Absolutely. I think the situation 100%. is is screwed. I hope those kids get placed in some kind of a care that isn't state. I hope they go to some kind of a good foster home uh, with people who actually care about them. Absolutely. Uh, I, I just I fear for the actual outcomes of what it would be. But it could yeah. be worse than their mom teaching them how to steal. So I guess there's that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, just putting them in danger constantly. It's just not good. But wow, just uh, another example of just the craziness here in uh, Florida. Uh, Brevard County, Jay, you said? Brevard County, as always. Yeah, as always. Yeah. Well, Jay, thanks for um, that wonderful, uplifting story (laughs) from Brevard County, Florida. uh, For what the F, Florida woman. So, 
uh, this week. So not man, yes. but woman. So it works. Yeah. So uh, anyways, Jay, thank you again. Appreciate that. And uh, that brings us to our main topic for tonight. We're going to be talking about the legends and lore of Australia. Just hang on and we'll be right back with some more Dark Fringe Radio. Welcome back to uh, Dark Fringe Radio, of course. Uh, of course, here be with Jay Golosi, my co-host. And uh, we have a very interesting podcast tonight. You know, uh, Jay, um, we do a lot of looking into, you know, the analytics of this podcast, right, Jay? And, um, you know, I look into who's listening, who, you know, where are they listening from? Great question, right? Fantastic uh, a lot of people. Yeah, especially for a podcast like us, you know, who's been around for six years. You know, we're talking about our anniversary tonight. And, um, you know, we um, really wanted to kind of like talk about maybe another country, you know, that listens to our podcast and really supports the podcast as well. Not, you know, of course, besides the United States of America here where we're based out of, but other countries. But we wanted to talk about Australia tonight. And this is a really um, interesting way to talk about some of the legends and folklore of, you know, Australia and really get into it. So I want to talk about the legends and lore of Australia. Australia, of course, is a land of vast and diverse landscapes. Uh, it's inhabited by rich tapestry of cultures and communities. Uh, with this continent, this uh, the legends and lore of Australia weave a captivating narrative that reflects its unique history, indigenous heritage, and colonial past. Uh, these tales are passed down through generations, offer a glimpse into the mystique and enchantment that define this remarkable land. At the heart of Australian legends and lore lie the stories of its indigenous people who have inhabited this continent for over 65,000 years, Jay. Uh, their oral traditions, uh, dreamtime stories, and song lines connect the people to the land, creating a spiritual bond that transcends time. These legends recount uh, the creation of the world, the journeys of ancestral beings, and of course the formation of the unique landscapes and creatures found across the continent. Uh, the arrival of the European settlers in the late 18th century brought with it a new chapter in Australia's legends and lores. Of course, the stories of exploration, hardship, and resilience emerged as pioneers carved out a new life in the harsh and unfamiliar land. The tales of convicts, bush rangers, and explorers like Ned Kelly, Captain James Cook, and Burke and Willis became an integral part of the nation's folklore. Australia's diverse wildlife also plays a prominent role in its legends and lore, from the elusive Byung Yip of the indigenous mythology of the Tasmanian tiger. Creatures of the land and sea have captured the imagination of generations. The aboriginal belief of the spiritual connection between the humans and animals underscores the significance of these creatures in the country's lore. Uh, moreover, Australia's stunning natural landscapes have inspired countless stories and myths from the iconic Uluru, the heart of the outback, to the lush rainforest of the Queens, Queensland, of course, the land itself seems to be imbued with a sense of mystery and wonder. These landscapes have served as a backdrop for tales of adventure, survival, and spiritual awakening. In the modern day era, Australia continues to contribute a global popular culture with its vibrant arts, sports, and entertainment scenes from its legendary exploits of the cricketeers like Don Bradman, 
very well-known, and the iconic music bands like ACDC, the legendary mixed martial artist fighters of Alexander Volkanovsky and Robert Whitaker. Australia's contemporary, of course, contemporary legends continue to evolve and captivate audiences around the world. In summary, Jay, the legends and lore of Australia from a rich and intricate tapestry that weaves together the ancient wisdom of the indigenous peoples, the tales of exploration and survival of its early settlers, and the ongoing cultural uh, contributions of its diverse population. Together, these stories provide a captivating glimpse into the spirit and the character of this extraordinary land down under. So, with that huge setting of an intro, we're going to get into some places here, Jay, and some, some legends and lore. You ready for this? I'm totally ready. I just don't know how you, you went on this whole diatribe about how, <laughs> about Australia, right? You, you, I mean, you, you just bang every bullet point about it, but you totally skipped over uh, the crocodile hunter. Oh, listen, no, that's what we're here for. We're going to cover and the whole Crocodile shit. Dundee. I mean, oh, that's yeah. not annoying. That's not annoying. Oh. I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> you know, I wonder if like the Australians think that, that what's, that's what we think of Australians. You know what I mean? Well, I mean. Do you think of Australians that way? I don't think of them that way. I, I don't. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'm considered the, one of the more educated one of us. <laughs> that's not saying much okay it's really really not uh it's not exactly standing on the shoulders of giants here um it's sad because i've actually recently did some research uh yeah. or heard some some stories about the kind of story that because that was kind of based off a somewhat similar kind of a uh, story um <clears throat> but it wasn't quite so so palatable for the american sensibilities so they gotcha. added or they hot blonde and oh, maybe paul okay. paul hogan you know yeah 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 paul hogan, yes. who's, yeah, who's paul loved, hogan. Have, you not love that guy yeah so yeah, yeah anyways um but it's it was a it's a really brutal story that that, that kind of underlays and that's a really brutal landscape i mean everything there tries oh, to yeah. kill you the duck filled platypus <laughs> duck this is when I realized I never ever want to go to Australia. I, I love you. I'm. I can't thank you guys for being followers. Uh, and I, I hats off to you, Volkanovsky, my numero uno. Mm. I can't go there because everything there tries to kill you. The duckbill platypus, one of the most <laughs> cuddly, cute little creatures, made from a mixture of fruit salad left over on God's chef's table. Mm. It, did you know that like pound for pound, it's one of the most venomous animals on the planet oh yeah oh yeah yeah they it's will crazy. mess you up there's a lot of venomous creatures in australia like things will fuck you up there really really bad and really i have bad. like the se severe arachnophobia and i'm pretty sure yeah, there's small do. spiders bigger than my hand i'm yes. out i'm yeah. out you get a wolf spider i think they caught yeah i think they have that i believe there. so i'm out yeah yeah cut it out i'm good <laughs> i'm good <laughs> But well, we're going to get into all these things here, Jay. Uh, yeah, talk man. about Australia. Um, again, um, we want to thank the people of Australia, uh, especially Adelaide, Adeline, uh, and Perth. Uh, that's where we really get a uh, a lot of listeners from, and really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, let's talk about some of these crazy places over there in Australia. So, um, first thing on the list here, Jay. Uh, first thing is Aradale Mental Asylum. So, uh, it's a uh, Basically located um, 
uh, where is it? Located in the regional Victoria, its asylum was built in 1865, basically a time where little was known about mental health conditions, of course, Jay. Uh, the building was administered lobotomies and electric shock treatments on its patients, resulting in over uh, 13,000 deaths on the premises itself. So already you have 13,000 deaths happening. Just doing that, That let's not talk about the other things that are happening. Uh, in, in that place in 1865. Bad um, mojo. <laughs> really bad mojo. One notable ghost that haunts the halls of uh, Arrowdale uh, Mental Asylum is Nurse Ken, uh, Kenny, I believe. Oh, Carrie, I'm sorry, Nurse Carrie, uh, who is believed to walk the woman's wards, and many have heard her voice and the clicking of her heels. Uh, Nurse Carrie isn't the only ghost to remain in Arrowdale, though. Uh, some visitors have reported seeing shadowy people in the halls while others claim they have been scratched and bitten and pushed. So a lot of uh, poltergeist activity there, Jay, at the Aradell Mental Asylum. Um, you know, let's talk about that. You know, it's it's kind of cool because, well, not cool because people got bit and scratched, but, you know, when we talk about these mental asylums, you know, we have the ones here as well. You know, the very popular ones we have, you know, uh, Trans-Allegheny Mental Asylum and, um, you know, these other ones. And so... You know, it, it kind of runs the same kind of course, no matter where you go, right, around the world. You know, you have mental asylum, you have bad, you know, you have bad residual energy that sat there for so many years and, you know, just imprinted itself. Um, you Do you find that that's a, a unique thing, Jay, or, you know, that's just par for the course? No, I, I my experience is kind of par for the course. Anywhere where you're going to have a lot of bad bad energy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, let's, Let's think about it. Back then, conditions in general weren't great anywhere you went. Right. Uh, much less when you're talking in Australia. Then you add it, and again, no, no shade <laughs> on just. It, it was the 1850s. Every place was kind of rural, you know. Every place. Right. Oh, of, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and mental illness wasn't understood. You just you you're thought to uh, not be worth the time to anybody of of normal or, or what's considered average. Mm-hmm. So you have these misunderstood, misheard, miscommunicated with souls that are tortured because they aren't understood to try to heal something that you can't heal in a way you can't heal it. And then, uh, yeah, 1300, you said that's a lot. 13,000. Sorry. Jeff. That's, that's even more. <laughs> 13,000. Yeah. Me, just with the electro shock. Like- and that's, lobotomies. That's on those war things. numbers. That's like a battle yeah. in a war. It's 13,000 people. Yeah. That's crazy. And just one asylum. Just one asylum in yeah. Victoria. You don't want to go there. Yeah. We got that devil's tree I don't like going around because every time <laughs> I end up always underneath that, that one branch. And oh, you like to coming up with some more of that. We'll be coming up with some more of that. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'm out, man. On like these, so I can't even imagine what would happen to me if, if I walked in that place. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Interesting shit, to... though. I yeah. love it because it, it it really just follows the same thing of here. Uh, you know, uh, you know, in the United States, it's the same. You know, same old you time. Have the same, just energy, very imprinted in there. It's it's so strong that it's never going to go away, no matter what you do. You can it's like a stain. Them. Yeah, it's a stain in, in time. It's imprinted. You know, and it's just it's never going to go anywhere. So uh, very interesting. Uh, Aradale Mental Asylum. So uh, next on the list, I want to talk about tonight, Jay, is Adelaide Arcade. 
And Adelaide Arcade is one of the oldest shopping arcades in Australia, having operated since the mid-1800s, Jay. Um, behind the glossy storefronts is a dark and gruesome history that lives on through uh, its ghosts and its haunts and its halls. Uh, the most infamous and famous ghost is that of a former caretaker, Francis Clooney. Uh, the caretaker, caretaker's uh, mangled body was found. I thought you were going to say Bayou Billy. It's an oh, arcade no. in Australia. I thought you were going to say he was the, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. Great game, though. Uh, Francis Clooney. Uh, the caretaker's oh. mangled body was found in a machinery that was powered, that powered Adelaide um, Arcade's electric lighting. And though it was presumed his death was an accidental, uh, there are rumors that he was murdered. Uh, Clooney's ghost is apparently around to this day. Manhattan dry cleaner stands in its spot where Clooney met his end and the staff say that paranormal activity occurs daily while several security guards claim to have seen the former caretaker. So uh, that's interesting here too, Jay. I like this because we have a spot where there was something there knocked down and something else was built as you, you hear Manhattan dry cleaners, but still it's so imprinted in there. That it's not going to go away, and no matter what you put in there, mm. even a dry cleaner, you're going very to very negative charge. Oh yeah, yeah, it's amazing, huh? It's amazing how something like that can just permeate time and space and stay there so hard, and that you know what I mean. That no yeah. matter what, it's going but, to be. You know, I was thinking about this the other day because here's the thing, right? We don't know really what's what 100 is on the other side. A lot of us think we we have our inclinations or our faiths or our beliefs or whatever. But whatever it is, there is in my particular life proof that there's something beyond what we know. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't think it's necessarily death itself that's so scary. It's not what's on the other side. It's that transition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That day is gonna suck. Whatever that day happens. Right. Uh, but I think sometimes things like that happen so either violently, so quickly, or in such a manner that that spirit doesn't know it's happened, so it can't it can't really move on. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I would imagine it kind of it kind of sounds like this was something that was so quick and so fast. This spirit might not understand that it's not on the other side, and it there's enough ability to interact that it it doesn't want those people there, man. We, right. we intrude on a lot of things we really shouldn't in a lot of ways we really shouldn't we are all yeah. well we kind of kind of desecrate you know areas where we shouldn't desecrate certain areas you know what i mean especially when certain people well when people have you know maybe had a very traumatic passing in and so i know it's hard for people to you know people who own property and the the the, the, the commercial owners you know commercial you know building owners of the world and oh it's just you know whatever it's just space whatever yeah, it's just space, but you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're messing with something. It's not that just you space, man. Yeah, it's not, you know. It's not but for them, space. it is. For them, it is, you know. It's money, so it's just space. Yes. So, yeah. so uh, the next one on the list here, Jay, number three, is the Australian Bunyip, the Wemba Wemba region in Victoria. Uh, it's first acknowledged by the Aboriginal peoples in stories of the Dreamtime uh, tens of thousands of years ago sightings of the Bunyip were also documented by the English settlers in the uh, 1800s. Over time, descriptions of the legendary Bunyip have taken many forms from mythical beast to nocturnal amphibian that lurks in the swamps, billabongs, and riverbeds. 
so um, according to Australian Aboriginal religion and mythology, the word Bunyip was originated by the Wemba Wemba people of Victoria and is roughly translated to scary monster or an evil spirit. The water-dwelling creature, water babies, uh, is allegedly a sea monster that feasts on humans who cries can be heard in the outback waters come nightfall. Here we go, Jay. That's what I'm talking about. Nowadays, scientists invest- <laughs> Nowadays, scientists investigators believe that the bunyip could now uh extinct a giant wombat known as the dip dipatogan and lurked in the inland waters 20,000 years ago. And the haunting sounds perhaps come from the bittern marsh birds, but they don't know. Other believe that it may just be a case of mistaken identity from the European settlers, who at the time also found kangaroos to be quite uh, mystical in their own right. It's kind of true. I mean, if you think about it, if you go to a land and you all of a sudden you see a kangaroo, you, there's nowhere else you ever fucking see a kangaroo except for Australia. You're like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? Really? Sir? I mean, really, right? Could you imagine, yeah. like, Dark Ages or so really bad coming across something like that? You would think it was like a fucking dragon or a unicorn. Yeah. It, it is a ginormous rat yeah. that jumps on two feet and will yeah. box the shit out of you. Oh, that, let's talk about that too, Jay. Have you seen these videos of these people in Australia? All of a sudden, they go to outside in their front yard, and there's two fucking kangaroos just whipping the shit out of each other? Yes. Yeah. Again, everything yeah. in Australia wants to kill you. Yeah. It's it. like, that's crazy. I mean, we have yeah. shit here that'll kill you. Like, okay, here in Florida, sure. we have gators. Sure. You know, we have, um, what we have crocodiles too. Crocodiles, we have snakes, pythons, All kinds of things. worry about, you know, yep. a lot of crazy shit. But, you yep. know, not like Australia. Not like Australia. Not like Australia. Australia is on a different level, Jim. Not like Australia. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's uh, all so over. Nowadays, the scientists and investigators believe that the bunyip could now be uh, extent, excuse me, be the extinct giant wombat known as, again, like I said, Diptopodon, uh, that lurked in the inland waters 20,000 years ago, and the haunting sounds perhaps coming from marsh birds. But um, the debate rages on. The mystery of the creature of the Dark Lagoon has become a central part of Australian culture, uh, featuring in art, music, film, and television books and tours. So uh, where you can find the bunyip supposedly is the Wemba Wemba region that lies between the Swan Hill and Yukia, uh, just an hour from the RACV Coburn Resort. So And, and you too you can buy tickets to go and see it just for $15.99. <laughs> you going to go, Jay? No, you go check no. it out? No? Okay. First Wemba off, Wemba first off, one, that would take me going to Australia. We've already proven I'm not going to Australia because... The spiders alone, enough. Yeah. And you know what, Jay? You're you're no better in the ocean either. You know that? Yeah. Why we go? Yeah. You know the why sharks jump out of the water over there. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. They have jellyfish over there, right? Yeah. I yeah. the last time I went on vacation, yeah, uh, was the first time I've ever I've ever been chased by jellyfish. They were yeah. actively trying to surround us. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of, it really was like Finding Nemo. It was like all of a sudden they were all around us. What are you doing? Uh, you had to kind of find your way out. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're not from around here, kid, are you? It was, it was like a llama, bro. It was crazy. So they're, they're box jellyfish that will right. kill you. They're yeah. huge. No, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. It's crazy. crazy. I'm out. Well, Jay, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Number four. 
The Young and Jackson Hotel. Uh, Melbourne's Young and Jackson Hotel started trading in the mid-1800s and still operates today as a result of its vast history and no surprise that the building has resident ghosts. Uh, several people have reported seeing apparitions of a woman, uh, apparition of a woman standing against a light post near the hotel. At first, she appears to be a beautiful woman, but as you get closer, oh, of course, you see that her throat has been slashed from ear to ear, Jay. Nothing is known of the ghost, but some believe that she's a spirit or a murdered prostitute. So, the Young and Jackson Hotel no. prostitute killed. This is, again, of course, we see this in the United States. Um, you know, we see this in some of the very older, um, you know, western part of the United States, um, you know, where they had prostitution and, you know, where it was readily available there, of course. And, you know, you have these people that were murdered, unfortunately, these women. That a were very murdered. hard life, though, to yeah. be a prostitute back in, in, in those days. And you had to yeah. put up with a lot of things. And, you know, it's an awful, awful life and you're going to go out and. Again, it, it it's just another it's another story where you got this residual energy, this negative energy that's that's gone out in a way that it certainly didn't deserve that it can't understand. So that means it can't move on, and we don't understand it because a lot of times we don't even we're so suspect of it because uh, how could it be real? Because we can't understand it if we can't touch it, right? Uh, and, and it makes it hard to occupy the same space. It's just like you know mm-hmm. all the animals coming. Inwards towards this coyotes all over my neighborhood all of a sudden. Uh, That's great. Yeah, exactly. It's the same kind of thing. (laughs) Same kind of thing. Oh, yeah. We live in a motherfucking swamp. There's all kinds of shit like that around here. Yeah, exactly. People don't realize that. kind of thing. If you're anywhere where there used to be prostitutes, chances are there's a a dead prostitute ghost there haunting it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Well, Jay, that brings us to number five, the Otway's Panther in Lorne, Victoria. Uh, The jury's still out on the existence of the famed Otway's Panther. There has been an alleged sightings of the elusive big cat scurrying its way through the Otway's range, ranges where the bush meets the beach of off Victoria's Great Ocean Road. Supposed sightings of the Black Panthers in the bush have been documented, documented excuse me, since the 1830s, ranging from the rumors of big cats, of course, in the bush by eastern migrants, to sworn testimonies and videos taken in recent years. All the given the legendary creature, a similar description, that of a large black four-legged creature similar to the panther. Some explanations have been historical exotic animal trades or an evolutionary trail of feral cats in the area, while others have suggested that they have come from traveling circuses or visiting soldiers from years ago. Uh, Similar uh, explanations have been uh, so, excuse me. <clears throat> Similar sightings have also been reported in other states, including the Blue Mountains, known as the Lithgow Panther and the Tantanula Tiger, as well as the other Victorian regions, such as the Grampians Puma and the Gippsland Phantom Cat. Uh, where to find the Otways Panther, Jay, if you want to go ahead and try your luck, is the Great Otways National Park. Uh, it's almost three hours southwest of Melbourne, past the RACV. Torgway Resort near Apollo Bay. You try that one out. What about that? I don't want to. I don't want to know because I ain't gonna go. <laughs> no big cat. You want to try a big cat sighting? Well, bro, there are enough big cats here in Florida. The Florida Panthers. Yeah, we got plenty panther, to deal with when I'm out there picking my, my fresh oranges. Bobcats. Yeah. Bobcat. Domestic house cats. Fourteen pound yeah. tabbies can be rude. Super oh, yeah. rude. 
yeah, no, I'm out. I'm yeah. out, man. I'm yeah. out. Cats are apex predators. I have no doubt that there are some big exotic cats in that wild that nobody really quite knows about. Like there's hippos in Cuba. Do you know that? I didn't hear about that, but that's interesting. I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, hippos, man, they'll fuck you up, bro. Oh yeah, but they will fuck you. They oh, will fuck you. Up. Yep. Dude. One of the deadliest. One of the deadliest animals on the planet. Yeah. They How about kill that, you, bro? With they no will. And they wouldn't thought. They wouldn't. No. Wouldn't think about it. No. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Yeah. So the odd ways pattern, Jay. You know what? This is interesting um, because it kind of parallels Florida in a lot of ways. You know, and I think Australia kind of parallels Florida in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Um, but 100%. the Otway's Panther, you know, we have that big panther, that Black Panther sighting shit here, too, in Florida. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A lot of people don't realize that, but we have that here, too, where they, you know, they say there's a big Black Panther or Black Cat, you know, here in South Florida. Bro, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised. No, but there are Savannah monitors starting to pop up, which which here is concerning for me. What else? What the fuck? Savannah freaking monitors. You know what a Savannah yeah. freaking monitor will do out here in this in the swamp? Oh we'll my god! Those things need to be twenty five feet freaking long. Well, let's see what the pythons. I don't know. It's going to be a race. It's going to be the race at the top. But all right, so the Oddways Panther, interesting. Uh, I think because um, it really kind of parallels Florida. Uh, next thing on the list here is Jay Capunda. Um, so interesting thing, Capunda is an hour out of Adelaide and is widely considered the most haunted town in Australia. While Kapunda is itself is a spooky, while it's quite spooky, uh, the North Kapunda Hotel has a reputation for being one of the scariest places in the town. The building uh, boasts several different ghosts from the spirits of two little girls to a mysterious malevolent entity in black. Some of the girls and spirits I've seen on the, that were seen on the property are two, uh, again said of two young girls thought, uh, that one of the girl's remains uh, were in the upstairs area of the hotel uh, to avoid the evil spirit. So, uh, Jay, we have <laughs> we have this area here, this place, and um, this town. Yeah, that um, is really interesting. I yeah, think. I mean, well, the hotel. First off, that hotel was is older than the town itself. Uh, mm-hmm. It was opened November of eighteen forty nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was renamed Garland Ox in 1853. So that's why it went to be. That's why it's the North Capunda Hotel. And actually, if you Google North Capunda, uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't come up. Let me tell you how I found that out. I Googled North Capunda and it didn't come up. And I started to freak out thinking I hadn't had enough time to figure out what North Capunda was before we started recording. <laughs> Thanks for the dissertation, Judge. <laughs> that explains everything. <laughs> so, what are you for? Yeah, yeah. Remember, you can find us all on Spreaker. Spreaker. Yeah. There you, go. <laughs> you got it, Jay. Well, another 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 spirit believed to haunt the property is that of Dr. Blood. Uh, yes, uh, Dr. Blood. That's what I said. And he has been known to be a performed shocking experiments on humans. Uh, finally, the man in the black is another spirit frequently spotted in the hotel. He's also said to dress entirely in black and sport, uh, sport a white brim hat. We've talked about the man in the black hat, Jay, many times. We've actually done three episodes on that thing before. I've seen it. That was one of my first, uh, you know, paranormal experiences as a kid. That was actually my second, but uh, that's a whole other episode. Check that out. You can go to our 
website, darkfringeradio.com. Uh, he's a, a misogynistic side with a spirit terrifying the female ghost and attacking the hotel's female visitors. So we have this malevolent ghost here, Jay, just attacking women. That's not very malevolent. I mean. <laughs> just can't say it. Right? Malevolent, yeah. Oh, <laughs> right, Jay. Very nice. I mean, not very polite. What is going on, man? I'm like, why would you want to stay in a hotel where you know the women are going to be just harassed? You know, um, I well, I wouldn't. I, right. I think we've made it very clear. I can't double like, take down a ghost, so I want no part of it. <laughs> okay, can't sprawl on a poultry guys. It just doesn't really work. <laughs> so, for me, I'd be out. I right. But then you yeah. have these people, um, and I don't judge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you have these people yeah. who, where most people have brains, they have tapioca. <laughs> and they say, let me go stay somewhere that's haunted and I could die because that would be exciting. <clears throat> we'll double our followers, Jay. If I take out. I'm just saying. Just keep the spirit alive. Keep the podcast going, Jay. Please. Well, hey, no, 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 no. Listen. Again, I believe there's stuff on the other side. Yeah. I believe it's very interesting what's on the other side. I'd like to right. find out personally before I have to take that trip. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, don't we also talk about, you know, me not wanting to court those kind of things? Yeah, yeah. No, Isn't that kind of my whole, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I get you. I get saying, you. There's no nece- there's no real need to go out to a haunted site and oh I don't know verbally accost a spirit of a <laughs> police officer who brutally raped and murdered some girls. I'm just saying yeah. that guy was clearly a piece of shit when he was live. Now he's on the other side. He's clearly a piece of shit still. So my point I'm being afraid either way being alive or yeah, dead. Though. I'm hey, just saying. I'm, as I'm quoting my one of my favorite 80s movies, <laughs> Alive or Dead, you're coming with me. Yeah, Alive <laughs> or Dead, you're coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was the governor of California. Yeah, that was yeah, Robocop. Right. That was Robocop, bro. Oh, oh that's Alive right. Alive or Dead, you're coming with me. Yeah. I All well, I could ever think of in that movie is him shooting through the chick's dress into the guy's yeah, ball sack. I was like, that's kind yeah. of uncalled for. That's awesome. That's uncalled for. Good. Good on him. Good on him. Good shot. Good shot. Headshot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wrong head. All right. So, number seven, Jay. We're going to be talking about the Yara Mayahu in the Australian. I'm sorry. Outback. We're going to have to. The Yara Ma Yahoo. So it's known as a vampire goblin frog mutant mini donkey man. Wow. Vampire. Let's go back. Rewind. A vampire goblin frog mutant mini monkey man. <clears throat> Wrap your mind that, around that. So. Pretty sure I was in school with that guy. <laughs> this cryptic creature is also known as the Outback Vampire. Uh, he's been known or been told in the Australian Aboriginal mystery or mythology since the dream time. The Yara Maya, who is said to be a tiny red man with a large head and no teeth, resembling that of a small monkey man 
or mini monster that drops from the fig trees. That's great. And uses suckers on its ends and of its hands to devour human flesh. That's wonderful. Though the idea may frighten tourists in the land of giant spiders and poisonous snakes, locals are much less concerned. Wow, Jay. Um, while uh, the Outback Vampire may be used as an Australian bush urban legend, rather than proven sightings, the mythical monster has been linked to the Southeast Asian Tarsier primate. Although these are not known to exist in the Australian Outback, where you can find the Yaramayahu, take a trip to the Red Center Way in Australia. Not going to happen. You don't want to go to the Red Center Way, Jay? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So, to me, like, never... this is... What do you, what do you, I think this is like almost like a Chupacabra version of like what, right? In the United States, you know? In the Australian? Uh, it kind of sound, sounds like that. It kind of sounds like a rabbit dingo. No, right. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we know we know me and the cryptids. I don't believe in a single fucking one. No, not one of them. Huh? Not one. Oh, geez, Jay. Come on. There's got to be something. You know, all the all the all the stuff that's like, you know, from, you know, maybe laboratories that's gotten loose or maybe that, you know, some shit that's gotten into the water that maybe mutated some of the fish. And how about that stuff that happened in Ohio, that stuff that got into the water? You don't think that may have mutated some of the fish or maybe some of the amphibians when- in the water? When you get bitten by a radioactive spider, you don't yeah. become Spider-Man. You oh, no. die. <laughs> Not saying that. Oh, absolutely. I totally get what you're saying. So these fish aren't mutating. These fish are dying. Oh, well, how about yeah? God does what? Yeah. Well, again, we have so much shit that we have to worry about here in Florida. So, uh, interesting stuff uh, here from the Outback Vampire Jay. Um, Again, I think I find it very akin to the chupacabra, but um, I don't know. What do I know? Yeah, uh, I, I'm sure it is akin to the chupacabra, and I'm sure yeah. it, it came across exactly as the chupacabra. Did, didn't we figure out that the what we have of the chupacabra has been like glued together by some taxidermists? It was like, yeah, I'm just no, it wasn't glued together. It was uh, it was a dog. It was a dingo with mange, so the hair fell out of it, and that's why it made it look so weird. And that's why they couldn't figure out what it was at first. So, what happens when they eat their own baby? Oh God, Jesus Christ! A dingo ate my uh, baby. Oh Lord, uh, uh, fellow Australians, I, I uh, apologize. I <laughs> I will take full responsibility for that. <laughs> Let's go on to number eight: the old Melbourne gal. Uh, the old Melbourne gal had some of Australia's most dangerous and infamous criminals, including Ned Kelly. Of course, uh, visitors can now view Ned Kelly's death mask, which is on display at the Gowl. Uh, in its course of its history, the old Melbourne Gowl saw 135 hangings, Jay. Uh, quite a significant number, uh, don't you think? I mean, it's not quite 13,000, but... <laughs> Still a lot of hangings, right? It's a lot of hangings, man. That's wow. that's a lot of rope. Yeah, jeez. It's a lot of anguish and just a lot of just energy, just... It's an awful way to go. Yeah. Some of the stories, Jay, uh, told within the walls are truly sad of, of course, you can imagine, including one of Colin Campbell Ross, wrongfully convicted for the rape and murder of a 12-year-old girl in 1921. Over time, the gallows were set up in various areas of the prison and eventually fixed gallows were installed below the octagon across the main axis of the prison block. It is a damning presence with and well 
used a noose hanging off the main beam and to think that this is where, of course, they hanged Ned Kelly. Uh, one cell in particular that has a reputation for its violence and mysterious cell 17, no one had knows which ghost inhabits the cell, but many visitors have reported being scratched, bit, punched, and bruised by the spirit in this room. So, yeah. Again, a place where they used to hang people, Jay. They saw over 135 hangings in its time. That's a lot. And, and that Ned Kelly was a bad person, man. Yes, yeah. He was yes. a deranged mofo. It, it that that story I came across that story was not um, crazy, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, anytime you have somebody who has that kind of uh, personal outlook or a lack of moral, anytime you have yes. something that's just that awful. Right, that's that shit's gonna hang around. Just like when we went to yeah. Double Tree, we we there was definitely something. Uh, we have something electronic proof, something following me. Something did communicate through us through you know you know it electronic sure voice phenomena. It did. So uh, yeah, anytime you have something that negative, it, it just goes to show you that energy can't doesn't dissipate quite the way we think it does, and. Yeah. Negative energy has a way of sticking around a little bit longer. It's just like kind of tar, man. It just kind of sticks to it. Yeah, it's one. It's like unbelievable. Like I, you just don't understand. Like why it just it just sticks so hard, but it does because just the anguish, I guess, the energy of the time when that person passed on. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, it's just yeah. suspended in time. But all right, Jay, let's go to number nine, the Yowie in South uh, New South Wales in Queensland. Um, this is an interesting one because. The Yowie, uh, of course, no, not the chocolate kind. The Yowie, of course, is first realized in the Aboriginal Australian mythology and sometimes referred as to the Yahoo, uh, the hairy man or the Pangaka. Well, I'm sorry. Hey, family, 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 okay. family show, family show. All right. So the hairy man or the Pangkarlangu, and it's Australia's answer to the Bigfoot. Basically, perhaps uh, its long-lost cousin. The creature has alleged sightings since the 1700s. While all describe the same sort of beast, a cross between a gorilla and a human, uh, the overly tail, muscular movement, covered in hair-like of an ape. Similar sightings are alleged around the world, of course, the Bigfoot or Sasquatch in North America here, and the abominable snowman, the Yeti and the Himalayas, or the Yeren in China. Uh, where there have been sworn sightings, the creature itself has been lending its name to the confectionery and films dedicated Yowie hunters are still on search for definitive proof of the urban legend's existence. The Yowie has ever been honored by its own statue in the state of Queensland, despite no scientific acknowledgement of the Byron's Bigfoot beast. Uh, while uh, depicted sites of the tours to record Yowie sightings, maybe the legendary hairy man will finally stop hiding. Where to find the Yowie? You go to you head to the Yowie tour uh, for your base in Byron Bay. So you go to Byron Bay and find the Yowie tour and go some Bigfoot uh, hunting here, Jay, in Australia. What do you think it, about it? I know you don't like Bigfoot, but come on, Jay. It, but, well, first off, do your own research. Here we go. Okay. Second off, second off, if I was going to go hunting for Bigfoot, I wouldn't do it in, in Australia. I would do it here. I would pay the $20,000 and I'd go do it with uh, Jose Canseco. Because <laughs> I know I'm not going to find that. Be it's great not going to happen for a podcast. But no? That would be so much fun. Like, that guy is so crazy. That would be a great what time. What an episode for a podcast, no? I, wouldn't it, though? 
But oh, it costs $20,000, so. Yeah. Let's get a fund going, Jay. Go fund us, please. Go fund us, yeah. Send let's us out to the wilderness to go look for yeah. Bigfoot with... Uh, Bigfoot Jose hunting Canseco. with Jose Canseco. 20000 yeah, let's do it. Uh, as long as it's, it's got to be him and not his brother. Yeah, oh, no, I'm not doing Ozzy. No. No, Ozzy. All right, Jay. Uh, number 10, the Princess Theater, Jay. It's uh, one of the most famous landmarks in Melbourne, uh, having hosted several vibrant performances over the years. Uh, the legend have its famous opera singer has been giving its final bows on stage at the Princess Theater minutes after he died. So, Jay, I know you know a lot about this, too, as well. Uh, talk to us about the Princess Theater. So the Princess uh, Theater actually is a really interesting topic. So this theater, one of the oldest theaters in all of Australia, it goes all the way back to uh, 14, I'm sorry, goes all the way back to 1854. It seats 1,452 people. So not a big theater, but very intimate. Uh, and it has a very old European style. Yeah. Uh, as this amphitheater has gone on to host many shows, it actually has had quite a bit of, uh, of hauntings. There's actually a literal list of hauntings and ghost <laughs> sightings. Uh, the one I found to be most interesting, though, was the one of Frederick Ferducci. Uh, yeah. He had he's probably been the most prominent of the ghost sightings. Um, back in March on March third of eighteen eighty eight, and this is one of the reasons why I found this to be so interesting was he was performing uh, as if he was going down to hell. He was playing Mistopheles, one of the devils. Co- also, Mistopheles Studios. Studios. That's right. Yeah, weird, but, huh? I, I found it to be interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. what I found it to be a little strange. Coincidence? I think no, probably. Absolutely not. Uh, as he was descending down for his final call, he had a heart attack to never return back to the stage ever again. Uh, that is some symbolic shit. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, so for many, yeah. many, many years, they've seen his his body. Or not his body, excuse me. They've seen his uh, apparition uh, on stage, goes to the basement. Um, he's also been known to mess with all the third row seats. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, you have this guy who is pouring his heart out, you know, in this play. Yeah. This very obviously intimate area of, you know, a very small group of people. And of course, you're playing a very weird role. You're playing, you're playing, a, you know, a demon or you know, one of the devils of hell. And um, they have a heart attack while descending. Right, while descending. So it's just like, wow, is that is that uh, life imitating art or art imitating life? What's going on here, Jay? Uh, I mean, again, it is definitely a scary kind of a coincidence to happen. Uh, And and it can leave such an indelible mark that even though it was created something to be fictional and be theater, uh, it has left an actual permanent mark. It's just like uh, something doesn't come into existence until somebody thinks of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this thing didn't exist, but as that situation was happening, you have this perfect storm where this guy ends up having a heart attack while descending, playing a demon from hell, heading down to to, to uh, Mosopheles, and just yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's it's symbolic in a way that that you don't often don't get. Yeah, you don't get, and then again, um, you know, you have this guy doing what he loved doing, 
you know, and he died doing what he loved doing, which is pop warming, obviously. And whether you believe in ghosts or not, you know, you have, you know, the number of people who all claim to have heard or felt something or seen something, particularly when, you know, quite well known, it's, you know, it makes it hard to challenge, you know, the veracity of some of these claims because, you know, people have died there. You know what I mean? And then when you know, you go there and you start feeling something, you know, it's like, how can you deny something like that? You know what I mean? It's hard to. It's hard to deny a lot of that. Yeah. Well, yes and no. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like anything else. We're talking about energy and energy travels, you know, more through things that are, are conductive. Like I was trying to, uh, yeah, I had two little kids I was working with and a thunderstorm rolled on us in the afternoon. And I, and I had them sit in my car while, as we were waiting for kind of a thunderstorm to go by yeah. and they were nervous because the lightning, I was telling them how rubber dissipates the lightning, but it's kind of the same yeah. thing. Right. You have these people who are like rubber to the lightning. They are so shut off from it. They're so skeptical to it. They just can't wrap their mind around it. So because they're so blind to it, so cold to it, they they can't perceive it. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. comes to those who are a little more apt to it, a little more mm -hmm. sensitive, a little more uh, in that vibration, if you will, as hippie as that sounds. And God, I hate you for fucking pointing that out. Hey, man, I'm just passing along the knowledge, brother. <laughs> That's all. Hey, I'm just passing along knowledge from one person to the other. That's all I'm trying to do on this thing, man. That's, you know, if I can reach one or two people and touch them and, you know, hey, say, hey, it's all good. Whatever you want to do, you do. Just don't do bad stuff to people. Be a, you know, be a gentleman, be a woman, be nice, be up, you know, be an upstanding citizen, but do right by people. And then good things are going to happen to you because that stuff comes back to you. You know what I mean? 100%. All that good stuff that you do, you know what I mean? You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to post about it on Facebook. You don't have to do it. You know, you don't have to post about, oh, how you gave a dollar to a homeless guy. That's not going to help you. That's not, you know, karma is not going to help you in that way. You know what I mean? Karma is when you don't say anything and you do the right thing and nobody takes no note of that. And you keep that. So that's just, you know, getting off to another thing. But anyways, um, the Baroon Joe or the Baroon Jor uh, in the Australian Outback, Jay, number 11, it's a giant lizard, small dinosaur, or feathered reptile. I don't know. Oh, it's a savanna monitor. <laughs> Something going on. Uh, there has been a conflicting descriptions of a giant reptilian indigenous cryptid, uh, but documented sightings from the 1950s to the late 1980s described the creature as walking on two legs, akin to a 20th century Tyrannosaurus Rex. The local legend depicts the Baroon Jot or Baroon. Easy, Dor guys. Easy. Easy. Huh? There's a Facebook group that will come down on your ass. <laughs> Christians against dinosaurs. <laughs> Watch out for them. They might be in the bush. Uh, local legend depicts the Barunjor, nicknamed the Aboriginal people's old three toes, as a nocturnal reptile that feasts on native animals like cattle and kangaroos, leaving monstrous footpa uh, footpaths and missing livestock in its wake. Uh, more recent investigations have led to the belief that the lower outback between the South Australia and Northern Territory is home to a large lizard, the perennial or parental, a uh, perennial, yeah, which can grow up to three meters in length and devour animals uh, as large as goats. In terms of the good old three toes, no sightings have been documented in almost 40 years. Has Barunjor gone extinct? Or has it ever existed? Or was it one of those many dinosaurs said to have 
been found among Australian fossil footprints. So where you can find the Burunjor, you go to the, to the Gone, which takes you the exploratory journey to Darwin, to Adelaide, uh, the BYO paleontology um, path kit. So, yeah, uh, the Burunjor, Jay, um, kind of like almost... Um, Maybe something out of Jurassic Park, maybe? You know, one of those, like, uh, what do they call those, raptors? Savannah monitors. Savannah monitors, okay. Tell me about that. Savannah monitor, it's a really big freaking lizard. It's okay. Komodo dragon, it's the same thing. I'm messing oh, with you. Okay. We're talking yeah, about how they, gotcha. they're here in Florida. This yeah. thing is not, it's not a dragon that walks on two feet. It's not a, a dinosaur from the leftover days of the Paleolithic. It's not, it doesn't walk on two feet. Old three toes. I like how we call it old three toes, though. Yeah, that does give yeah. a little, little, little kind of yeah zest to it. Good old three toes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was it's of like a raptor, it, like one of those raptors, because it has three toes, right? Remember? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Okay. No. It's not a raptor. It's not a dinosaur. It's a really big lizard. Right. Those really big lizards can mess some things. I didn't hear what you said. I said we have some really big lizards here, Jay. Oh, yes, we do. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. Some of them guanas are People massive. I saw an anole in my on one of my trees in the backyard toss a big old curly tail off the tree. Yeah. Ran up, snatched him by his neck, and tossed him off. Watch this fat curly tail go. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wildlife in Florida, man. It's, it is nuts wow. out here. It's wild. it's wild. But it's not Australia wild. So um, no. last on the list here, Jay, for tonight is the Lorundel Mental Asylum. Again, we're going to the Mental Asylum route. Um, the Lorundel Mental Asylum in Melbourne has a dark history filled with supernatural activity. It should perhaps come to no surprise that the asylum at the Bundura is reportedly home to numerous restless spirits. The quarters near the former main entrance are particularly chilling to explore, poorly lit and badly damaged in the wake of severe fire. Deep holes uh, that uh, this, you know, singed into the carpet, open into a large ominous space. Say what? Deep yeah. holes? Yep, yep. Uh, visitors have reported loud crashes and banks uh, echoing down the corridors of the asylum along the strong, unpleasant smells and even occasionally the sounds of laughter or children crying. Uh, perhaps the more reported presence, however, is uh, that of a young girl who perished in one of the third floor wards. This young teen had been increasingly uh, attached to her music box towards the end and its melody often filling the halls of the asylum. Supposedly, it still plays to this day. And since the site's closure, many claim that they've heard the delicate music drifting through the corridors. Uh, Lorandrell by night, uh, um, while others have described encounters with the girl herself, who usually appears in a nightdress clutching the box in one hand. Uh, some have discredited the haunted asylum theory on the grounds that the old building is naturally prone to creaks and groans. That sounds so typical. Sounds which have oft been mistaken for human utterances. Meanwhile, Others report that the students at the nearby campus of La uh, Trobe University have been known to recreate the sounds of a music box using loudspeakers in an attempt to deter looters and vex ghost hunters. Interesting. Huh? 
Uh, so, uh, you know. And I got away with it, too, if it wasn't for those darn kids. It does kind of sound scooby doo at the end, yeah, doesn't it? it? does, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Well, we thought know, it was this this ghost with a music box. Turns out it's just some teenagers with their iPads. Maybe uh, it is. No, I, I believe that she, she, she's there. And as heartbreaking a story as that is, mm-hmm. uh, is that not like the shit of nightmares? Is not not like a girl walking down in a... Uh, yeah. The ghost of a girl walking down the corridor of a former in- mental asylum yep. with a music box is playing a soft melody. I am out. Yeah, it doesn't get any creepier than that. So, Larundel Mental Asylum, Jay. So, uh, that brings a, a, a good end for tonight, I think, Jay, on wrapping up on some of the legends and lore of Australia. I think I found. Very interesting. A lot of stuff very similar to what we believe here in the United States. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really it's just, big Florida. Yeah, really, in a way it is, right? Yeah. 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 All the stuff that you know is is known there is kind of kind of very common to what we know here in Florida. Not very, you know, unsimilar. So it's very similar, and uh we we find that uh refreshing that there is another place on the earth that is very similar to what we have here in Florida. But um it's the heat. Yes. Well, again, uh, Jay, I want to thank you for another edition of Dark Fringe Radio. And I wanted to remind everybody where they can uh, find our podcast. You can go to our website, darkfringeradio.com. And, of course, Spreaker. And uh, check us out there as well. And uh, make sure you subscribe. And make sure you let everybody know about our podcast, darkfringeradio.com. Again, support us on all social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and X formerly known as Twitter. And uh, that's it, Jay. Anything else for tonight before we say goodbye? Remember, everybody, try to be kind to those around you. You don't know what they're going through. Uh, Everybody's got something going on, so it could just only pay to be nice to everybody. We got a lot of big problems going on. The least we have to worry about is being dickheads to each other just to be a dickhead. Absolutely, Jay. I couldn't agree more. And thank you to Australia. Thank you so much to all the listeners in there uh, of that country, Adelaide, and Perth and everywhere else. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Again, thank you again for supporting Dark Fringe Radio. We can't thank you enough. And we'll see you guys again next week for another edition of Dark Fringe Radio.